Hello, Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's Extraordinary Etiquette. For Ordinary Occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. How are you? I'm doing well. Feeling fine and rested. Had a lovely birthday weekend. Yes. 34. Woot, woot. Woo. A birthday and Mother's Day. Yeah. You know, I, a couple times in my life, they've actually fallen on the same day, but this mm. is... The first year they have been so close together, and I've actually celebrated both. Yeah, it was great. And yeah. we had a nice relaxing weekend, spent a lot of great family time. Yeah. Um, back to back with then, going straight from that, traveling to, well, I am, to Cleveland, and then uh, we'll be doing the live show in Cleveland, and then back here to Cincinnati, and then I'm going to L.A. this weekend to do a live D&D stream. Uh, which, so I hope you feel rested up for all your oh, traveling. Do. If you want to watch me and dad do some live stream D&D with Wizards of the Coast on Friday, uh, just pay attention to my Twitter. It'll be on there at Travis McGregor. Also, I think hashtag DND Live 2019. Um, but with all that going on, we could have skipped a week. Sure. Sure, we could have. But we wouldn't because we love you. And we well we now just, wait a second uh-huh. that makes it sound like if we ever do skip a week it's because we don't love them oh no no we just didn't want to skip a week so we thought it's been a while it's been since like December since we didn't ask Schmanners so here we are yes yeah, so an you're ask Schmanners if you're new ask Schmanners is people have a lot of questions and sometimes those questions uh, are of topics or are so specific that it's not really like a whole episode's worth but still. They are very much worth answering, so uh, we want to make sure they get answered. So let's start with this. The is... best way to submit questions, by the way, uh, is when we do a call for questions uh-huh. on Twitter. Yes. That's how we get these questions. Um, but if you have a topic suggestion, something we could do an entire episode on, that is where we would request that you send them to our email. Yes. Schmannerscast at gmail.com. Uh, this is from Chiskin Nougat. Okay. I get it. Because it sounds like chicken nugget. Anyways, what do you do when you're meeting someone you've considered a huge role model since you were little? Like how not to freak out? Um, This is something that, well, I mean, I have experienced lately as, as podcasting comes more into the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um, we are often afforded opportunities to meet people that we admire as well. Yes. Um, I've gotten to meet some of my heroes, which is very nice. Which is very cool. I remember feeling this way when we got, when I got to meet Adam Savage. Mm. Um, because I watched Mythbusters for a very long time. He's a very charismatic personality. Um, and the thing was, as soon as I remembered that Adam was a person too, Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he's he's a person. I know how to talk to people. Um, I can still comment on their work and say that I enjoyed the TV show and maybe ask one or two questions about that experience. But after that, like, we talked about our kids and yeah. he talked about the tour that he was on at the moment. And I was like, oh, I understand how that goes. And and. Finding things to relate to someone with as far as like peoplehood goes is always the best way to calm your nerves and, you know, just have a good time without without making things too much about those anxious feelings. 
I have found that whenever I have gotten to meet role models or people I'm a fan of or however, there's usually two circumstances under which it occurs. Circumstance one, um, it is like a meeting uh, in passing or at like a signing or handshake line, something like that. And option two is it is like a, we are at a party together. Or and a friend of a friend. A friend of thing. a friend, right. So I would say that if you find yourself in circumstance number one, um, at that point, what at least here's what I do. I'll give you what I personally do, and you can choose to take that advice or not because that's how Schmanners works. <laughs> um, my personal goal is to have a moment with them but not try to force some kind of best friend connection. Um, like, you know, if it, I, I got to, I happened to be in the same room waiting for a signing thing to happen as Catherine Tate, uh, who played Donna on, on, uh, Doctor Who, who I'm a big fan of. Um, and rather than be like, all right, I'm going to pop down and talk to her forever and try to make her my friend. I just said, you know, I'm a big fan of your work. Uh, thank you so much for the great work that you've done. Can I get a picture? Thank you. Done. Right? That's it. Well, this goes back to your um, three-step three plan. plan. The approach, the ask, and the departure. That's right. Excuse me. I hate to bother you. I just wanted to tell you I'm a big fan. Could I grab a picture? That's the ask. Okay. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Depart. Right? That's it. Right? You just want to make some, but not like, and you know what? I've had many wonderful people come up to me, not that I'm on any level of either Adam Savage or Catherine Tate, but come up to me and tell me, something personal some kind of personal impact our work has had on them something like that i love that that's great um but you know i i wouldn't stand in like a meet and greet line and be like i'm going to talk to this person for 45 minutes like that's not really the time for that right you have to consider the circumstance as well right and then if i find myself in circumstance two where i'm at like a party or a friend of a friend that's where i really try hard to think of that person as a person mm -hmm. of like yeah, this is a great party, isn't it? Are you? What are you out here working on? Oh, that's great. Oh, yeah, what have you been up to? Oh, yeah, I saw that. That's great. Like, that kind of thing. And if it comes up that you're a big fan of their work, um, absolutely. Like, I've never had anyone be weirded out by that. I think it would be weirder, like, if you met, like, Harrison Ford and tried to pretend like you didn't know who Harrison Ford was. <laughs> and you're like, a Star Wars? Mm, <laughs> interesting. Tell me more. Um, but I do think, like, it's one thing to be a fan and another to be, like, trying to be deferential to them or like you know like falling bowing before them or whatever like you don't need to do that i think just treat them as a person but once again in all of this in both circumstances the key is to also kind of as much as you can and as much as you are personally able to read kind of body language and context clues mm -hmm. of like you know if they start scanning around the room or they start talking to someone else okay thank you oh it was great meeting you and move on so here are some physical things that you can do to help ease anxiety over meeting people one make sure you breathe because yes. when you hold your breath things start to get they start to feel a lot more dire than they yes. actually are second um don't lock your knees yeah because that also contributes to the flight or fight flight or fight response um, and you'll find that you are becoming lightheaded at that point um, which when you're lightheaded not great decision making right 
Um, also, put something in your hands, mm-hmm. whether it's holding on to your Maybe purse. not an alcoholic drink, though, because right, right, you don't right. want to get a little, but yes, because right. that was the mistake I used to make <laughs> in my younger years. A water would be fine, yes. but you can also put your hands in your pockets. You can hold on to your phone or a purse if you have that, uh, a jacket, something so that your hands are not gesturing wildly or shaking right because yes. that's that's another uh a thing that you will probably notice about yourself that the person you are meeting probably won't notice if you are shaky you're holding on to something that gives you something to it gives you an anchor point and then you're not worried about oh my gosh my hands are sweating i'm shaky like all that stuff because they're occupied i will also say here's a psychological tip um rather than a physical don't uh, don't internalize too much. This is a mistake that I've made before when I see someone across the room that I'm like a big fan of is I'll start in my head to try to think about what I'm going to say to them or like start to convince myself that like this is my one chance ever to go mm-hmm. talk to them. And like as you do that, you're going to start to like psych yourself up or psych yourself out. And either way, you're either going to talk yourself out of talking to them or get so anxious about it that you're going to make yourself nervous. Yeah. Like, wait for the opportunity and then just talk to them. Uh, question two. This is from Cody. Complimenting, complimenting a stranger. Do's and don'ts. Okay. Um, we talked about this a little bit before um, in the compliment show. I think that it's always safe. If you, if you feel moved to compliment someone that you don't know, keep it physical and not about their body. Right. Okay. So, so I make like, it about a material like possession. Like a material possession. Yeah. I like your purse. That's a great shirt. Those are awesome shoes. Where did you get them? Right. Something like that. So a physical trait that is not their body. Um, I would stay away from hair. Um, I, I would, would say, yeah. Unless it's about the color, right? Yes, yes that's what I was going to say. Because um, I love when people compliment my purple hair. Right. Like, I made my hair purple. <laughs> I yes. want to get. I wanted to get noticed, please. Yes, yes. and thank you. Um, but uh, it is. it makes one uncomfortable to find that people are staring at your body. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I said, make it about something physical that isn't their body. I would also say, um, and I think we talked about this in the compliments episode too, but it is not a compliment should be given without any expectation. Mm-hmm. So if you are trying to come up with a compliment to start a conversation, then I think that really breaks the nature of a compliment. I think yeah. you should be like, that's a great shirt. Thank you. And then walk away. Right. Like yeah. you're not trying. You're not hoping to get anything out of it. I think a compliment should be given purely because you were moved to tell them how much you enjoy their jacket. Right? Or uh, something that I find very wonderful when it happens to me is a, a comment of solidarity, right? So like if I am struggling with getting BB to put her jacket on or something at a play area, when another uh, caregiver says to me, hey, I've been there. You're doing a great job. Right. That's that makes me feel great. Makes me feel like the people around me aren't judging me, or they're they're at least commiserating right. <laughs> with me. So something like that, I think, is great. I've done that in airports, where I see someone trying to wrangle children, and I I would say something to that effect, like I've been there, man. You're doing great. Right. Keep up the good work. See, and I think that fits there too, where you're you're 
giving them a compliment and you're not asking for anything in return. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that's the key is like, if someone said to me, that's a great shirt. Oh, thank you very much. But if they said, Hey, we both have great shirts. Huh? Like that would be weird. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, um, so, or come up and say, that's a great shirt. And then stand there like looking me in the face. Like now we're friends. <laughs> like, Whoa. Um, let's see. This is from Theo. If I'm an entertainer, actor, author, podcaster, et cetera, how does business attire change based on what my business is? Um, okay. When it comes to like business, business, casual, formal, all those things, they don't really matter uh, as far as your personal experience because it is a, a set dress code, basically. If something is business attire, they the attire is expected that you dress like a business person person yes so like like the general like the generalness of, of a business. business person not your business because if you're a podcaster like travis you might wear me and these sleep pants yes. and an oh, a-line some new t-shirt ones, some new ones that are lightsabers oh oh me and isn't even sponsoring this episode the pants are just so cool so that's what he wears to podcast a lot uh not that a is lot. <laughs> his not, not a business lot. attire um, also, a lot of stitch fix. A lot of stitch fix as well. But if you are asked to wear business attire, dress like a business person. Right. So we're thinking collared shirt, um, uh, nice slacks, um, closed-toed shoes. Yes. Um, maybe no a denim. Li- no, no denim. Um, maybe even like a sport coat? or Perhaps, yes. Um, or a uh, something... The, I think that collared is a good idea. Yeah. A collared shirt for sure. Uh, this is from Steve. I'm a cannabis home delivery driver. And since it's kind of a brand new idea that such a thing even exists, I often have customers asking me, should I tip you? Is there an answer I can give them that will get still get me some sweet gas money without sounding awful? Well, hmm. I, I mean, I would think of... Uh, it kind of generally like a delivery driver. Um, if it's something where I have to exchange money for goods, so like not not maybe an Amazon delivery driver, right? Because that's almost like a postal service. Yeah, I, I. But like a pizza a pizza delivery driver, I would tip them. I think the answer you can give here that. I have been given whenever I find myself in a position where I don't know if I'm supposed to tip someone or not. Uh, I always appreciate being told customarily uh, a customer might uh, tip 20% or uh, some some customers do. Like I rather than saying you should right say customers do right or or it's customary. Yes. Right. So that way you're not saying I would like money or yes, you should. Right. Because if I say, should I tip you? And you say, yes, you should. Then I feel dumb for not knowing it. And like maybe I've offended you. But if you say uh, customarily, yes, then that that feels like, yeah, you know what? It's it's encouraged, but not required if you don't feel like it. Um, If you're part of of a. A, a, a business group I want to say so like this isn't you um, you making the cannabis 
products and hand delivering them. You're part of a, a what do I want to say? A process. A pro- yeah. I don't know. You can say. The farm to table cannabis <laughs> delivery. Yes. Yeah. So uh, what you could say is um, our clients tip for excellent service. Oh, see, that's good, too. Yeah. I think anything that makes it clear that, I mean, you can even say it's encouraged but not required, right? Whatever you want to say, um, because I think the no answer would be like, it's not necessary, but thank you, right? But that, like, Yes, that, that makes it sound like you you don't expect tips. Right. But as a delivery driver, right. I would expect to tip. I, but I think rather than you saying, like, I expect you to, which maybe might be taken, I think it's encouraged but not required or customarily yes. Anything that's, like, sure, you know, because, like, what what I think it makes people form, feel more comfortable than being told, yes, you have to, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think nine times out of ten, if you tell people it's encouraged or appreciated or whatever language you want to use, they then will. Right. Um, this is from Bun Bunnen. Bun Bunnen. Sure. Uh, if you have time, cosplay etiquette would be a topic I'd love to see. Both how to act in costume as well as how to act around others in costume. Um, I this don't... one we did on our con etiquette yeah. episode. So please take a look at that. Um, the biggest takeaway uh, as far as this as cosplay etiquette goes is cosplay is not consent. Correct. Not in not to touch, not to photograph, um, not to and comment not, on. Really. Yeah, and not to touch in any, even if it's like wings or something. Right. Where they're like this is the thing. Okay, so real quick, here's some bullet points. If you're in costume, be aware of potentially added. I mean, for lack of a better word, wingspan. Accoutrement. Yeah. If you're carrying any kind of weapon, a lot of times, if you're new to cosplay, a lot of time conventions or places will have you actually check weapons with them where they need to approve what you're bringing in to make sure it's not actually dangerous. But then be aware of that extra space you might take up more than normal by like wings or a helmet or whatever. And along those same lines. Or long capes or dresses or whatever. Things like that. Um, decreased visibility from any kind of headgear if you find yourself losing your uh you know peripheral vision or if your vision's impaired make sure that you have like a handler or somebody with you to help you through crowded spaces um and then on the other side to appreciate it if you appreciate someone's cosplay um it's okay to compliment their costume not their body correct um so like that's an amazing costume versus you look so sexy right Costume, great, sexy. Don't touch them and, at all and without asking. So don't touch but, the the person's body and don't touch their um their costume either, because a lot of costumes look fantastic, but they are fragile. Yes. Um. So don't touch them. Yes. Uh, and if you're going to take a photograph, ask. May Absolutely. I have a photograph with you? Thank you very much. And if it's not just for personal use. You need to ask about posting it places or reproducing it somewhere or or anything like that. Even if you tag them or credit them or whatever. And, you know, if you're going to put it on your Twitter or on your Insta story, you need to tell them that so that they can be aware and and give consent if that's okay, and say no, if it's not. Um, And just like them being aware of the extra space their costume might take up. Be aware of that yourself. If you're walking towards someone and they're like in a big suit of armor or whatever, scoot a little bit to the side. Be conscientious. Um, let's see. This is from Joe. 
At a convention site where the event is the next day, if you see a presenter in, for example, the hotel lobby, is it cool to walk up and talk as you would at the convention, despite being outside the convention's start time? Um, so here's the thing that I will say um, to, to, to lay all the cards out on the table. What you might run into is the person might not be quote unquote on. Right. So I, I don't know that there's anything wrong with it, especially I've attended many conventions now. And once I'm there, like basically once I'm off the plane, I'm, I'm you know, I appreciate being recognized. Right. You, you go to conventions, at least I do, because you like, you know, attention. <laughs> but no, you like interaction with fans. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> um, but y you like, you know, interacting with fans. But the person might not be ready. You don't know how far they've traveled. You don't know last time they slept, how long they've been up. Last any of time that they stuff. ate, any right. of that stuff. So I think it's okay, but you might not have the same quality of interaction as you might have talking to them like on the convention floor or at the event you're supposed to see them at. I think it's a good idea to, if you wish to interact with them, say hello and say, I'm looking forward to seeing you at the convention. Yes. That leaves it open for someone to either invite you to sit down and talk or to give the thank you very much. Looking forward to it, too. Yes. And that's the end. That's right. the goodbye. Exactly. <laughs> um, especially, I would say that the additional caveat to this would be, like, if they're checking in the hotel and they're, like, dragging a suitcase behind them. Yeah. In passing, like, oh, hey, I'm a big fan. That's one thing. But, like, stopping them before they've had a chance to, like, put their bag down and, like, go to the bathroom and grab something to eat. Like. Well, there's no way that you could know any of those things. But I think that if they look busy. Yeah. Leave them alone. Um, we're going to come back with more questions. But first. How about a thank you note for our sponsor? This week's Schmanners is sponsored by Quip. So it's the spring. Time for spring cleaning. Why not start with your teeth? Your teeth. Um, Quip. Listen, we've only got... Well, well what? I, actually, I was going to say, you can get dentures and also I mean, baby I, teeth. So, I, But listen. I guess so. But, but take so good care of your teeth. Take good care of your teeth, and Quip can help you do that. So Quip it has a wonderful uh, electric toothbrush that is backed by over twenty five thousand dental professionals. They have thousands of five star reviews, um, and they are automatically delivered to your door on a dentist recommended schedule of every three months for just five dollars uh those brush heads are fantastic and they're not super bulky it looks like really just a regular toothbrush with kind of a thicker handle um and introducing quip has a new brush just for kids yeah so it's the same size it's the same version like but just scaled smaller. down just smaller um, so that they can get everything that the regular Quip has. So the brush heads, the vibration, um, the timer, all of that great stuff. And the I think it doesn't even have the like little uh, travel case thing. I think, I think so. it does. I think it does. I I also have been told that they now have like a watermelon flavored toothpaste for kids. Ooh, yeah. wonderful. Brent's a big fan of it on trends like these. He loves that watermelon flavored toothpaste. And you know what? I have kind of a, a, a smaller mouth i would appreciate a smaller toothbrush maybe i'll get one okay all right i i want i'm not stopping you that's fine <laughs> so they have over one million happy mouths who love quip and you can make your mouth happy 
with Quip, starting for just $25 if you go to getquip.com slash schmanners. And that will get you your first refill pack for free. So $25 and your first refill pack for free. That's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash S-H-M-A-N-N-E-R-S. I can't hear myself, but I'm assuming These are real podcast listeners, not actors. Hey, thanks for coming. Here's a list of descriptors. What would you choose to describe the perfect podcast? I mean, vulgarity. Dumb. Definitely dumb. And like, uh, right here, this one, Meritless. What if I told you there was a podcast that did have all of that? No. Jordan, Jesse, go. And it's free. Jordan, Jordan Jesse, go? go? Jordan, Jesse, go. Jordan, Jesse, go. A real podcast. Hey, I'm Janet Varney. And like many of you, some more recent than others, I used to be a teenager. In fact, just about all of my friends were too, including wonderful women like Allison Brie. I'm dead center on the balance beam. And this is like a big gym. All the kids' parents are there watching. I have to stop, like, you know, when you have to pee so bad and you can't even move. And then I just go. I just pee right in the middle of the high balance beam. (laughs) So join me every week on the JV Club podcast where I speak with complicated, funny, messy humans as we reminisce about our adolescences and how they led us to becoming who we are. Find it every Thursday on Maximum Fun. Okay. Moira asks, what is the proper etiquette when inviting friends to a game night or party, and how should you go about doing food? Potluck? Prepared foods? Snack trays? What is ideal? So, let's stick with the game night thing, because and party is a big one. So, we'll just stick. (laughs) First of all, I will talk about the game night aspect of it. If you want to play a specific game, if you have a game in mind, tell them, I would like you all to come over to play the Firefly board game or the Game of Thrones board game. Those are two of my favorites. Because that way, expectation is set. Mm -hmm. Because what you don't want to do is say, let's have a board game night. And they're thinking, great, I love Monopoly. And you're thinking, I want to play Risk, right? And it's like, whoa, those are two different kinds of games. Um, And if you're just wanting to play general board games, you need to have like an open mind about the kind of games they like to play. Um, and what they might bring. Um, but yeah, I think setting an expectation because, you know, also some games last longer than others. You know, code names might go 45 minutes to an hour. The Game of Thrones board game might go four and a half hours. Right. right? And I would bring a different snack for uh, for Game of Thrones, I right. think. I would I'd want something Dragon with eggs like or... protein. Okay. Keep sure. me going. Oh, I see. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> a flagon. Maybe, maybe not so much sugar. Right, because that's like a high spike and we want to keep an even keel. Uh, As far as the food goes, the first factor to keep in mind is time. What time is it? Right. What time is it? Like if this is an after dinner thing, um, said maybe at eight o'clock, right? Mm -hmm. That way no one is expecting to be fed dinner as if if you started at six where that's dinner hour. So people come expecting more food for dinner. Um, if you're doing like an afternoon thing, like come over from three to six or whatever, you can probably get by with like some snacks. Right. Because um, you're, if you kick people out at six, that makes people feel like, okay, I'm responsible for my own right. food, my now, own dinner. What I would say is if you're going to make dinner 
plan either plan to like order food like pizza or something or make something that you can put in the oven and forget about so that you can still be there playing the games with them instead of having to like pop up and like stir or like everybody stop now while I make dinner Mm -hmm. something that like lets you guys that's why I like sous vide um and just put it right in there and it's it's fine (laughs) um but I think a lot of it comes down to uh expectation like I said right but like yeah, we will pick feed something you. and and also like stick with it, right? So if you do want to do all snack trays, let the people know. Let them know that you are expecting them to bring foods and not just like chips and dips. Things uh, like that. This question is from Jessica. How tight should my hand squeeze be when I shake a hand? Hmm. Firm. Yeah, this is... So I just don't know if there's a really a way quantify it i would say that you you definitely need an energized hand yes um and try and i guess match whatever the other person is giving you see i would say like if this was acting like that i'm making an even smaller uh application of people who understand it but rather than talk about the goal right which is firmness I'm going to talk about the tactic, which is purpose. So, like, when you go to shake the hand, it's not about how hard you're squeezing. It's that you're doing it, like, with confidence and Mm -hmm. you're doing it with purpose. So, that way you're not trying to, like, how tight should I be, right? You're just like, here we are. I'm present. We're doing it. You know what I mean? So, you're just thinking about being engaged, right? Yeah. All of those words are very vague, and I'm sorry. (laughs) But I I think, like, that's the difference. But it's it's true. It's true. Purposeful, energized. Because here's the thing. I think that firmness is a scale, right? Yes. Where you either are engaged or you're not. You either have purpose or you don't. So, it's like, if you're shaking, because that's the thing. Not everybody's the same amount of strength. No, not everybody can grip the same, you know, firmness. So rather than think about how hard you're gripping, it's more just about being present in the handshake. I like it. Because sometimes I've had the handshakes where it's like, oh, this feels perfunctory. It feels like you're just shaking my hand to get to the next thing. Mm. Let's just live in this handshake for a minute. Um, This question is from Clouded Crystals. When talking to vendors at a con, how does one end and leave a conversation without making it seem like... I don't like the vendor's content. I don't want to be pressured into buying something I don't like, but don't want to be rude. This is something I have also felt, be it at a con or anywhere. If I walk into a store to look and I instantly realize like, oh, I don't want anything in this store, I feel so weird turning around and leaving. I always say thank you. When I leave a store, when I leave a stall, I make sure that, and and this happens a lot. You know, you are taking up the, um, the tradesperson's time you, I mean, even if you don't have any specific questions, usually someone will say, can I help you for, look for something? Are you looking for any, some, anything specific? Something like that. Um, in the case of like a con, I recall taking BB around in a stroller and she couldn't see very much. So sometimes I would pick up maybe like a stuffed animal or something and say, oh, look how cute this is. Look at this. And she'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I would put it back down and I say, thank you. Um, or even if I didn't touch anything or wasn't looking for anything, I might say, thank you for your time. Right. Something like that lets people know that you appreciated their thing and it's just not for you. Yeah, I think 
when they're done pitching or showing you, okay, thank you for your time and start walking, yep. right? Because I think that if you are done, it is on you to disengage physically, yes. right? Because like if you say, okay, thank you, and you're waiting for them to say, you may go, like <laughs> it's not going to happen. And if it's important that you do disengage if you're not interested because you're taking their time away from other customers who might want to actually buy something. Yeah. So you're not being impolite if you're if you're leaving without purchasing. That's that's just the way that that's shopping normal. works. Yeah, most people are probably doing that. Um but if you are if you're bogarting the person, that is that is rude. So if you yeah. just say Yes, uh, that was so interesting. Thank you very much. And you're out. Yeah. Um, and maybe that is also another important thing to keep in mind. I would say another factor here is, like, once you've looked and and you know you're not, don't keep asking them questions about their products. You know what I mean? Like, once you've made the decision, like, I'm right. not going to buy anything. Like, curiosity is fine. It's okay to ask questions. But, like, especially if they're busy, it, disengage. Um, this question is from Fretzel. Uh, I like the name. I didn't mean to make it sound sad. It's just I like saying it like that. Uh, when you run into someone by chance, what are good ways to feel out where they're at on a scale of doesn't want to talk to you at all to ready to drop what they're doing and go hang out somewhere? Hmm. I think that this has to do a lot with body language for sure. Um, if if they continue walking, yeah, I, they're not really into hanging out. Um, but if perhaps if someone were to sit down next to you, um, or to continue walking in your direction. So as you walk together, maybe, but what do you think? I've also found that a lot of it has to do with, uh, how the conversation is. So if you think of a conversation, like passing a ball back and forth, right? Mm hmm. What you want it to be is, I pass the ball to you, you pass it back to me, right? What you don't want is, I pass the ball to you, you catch it, I reach out, I take the ball back out of your hands and toss it to you again, right? So if I say like, oh, how's Stan? And you're like, Stan's great. And I go, oh, and how's Susan? Susan's great. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. And how's your job? It's great, right? Like at that point. Those are all balls that have not been thrown back. Right. At that, If I say, how's Susan? And you say, oh, Susan's great. And then they say, and how's Jen? Oh, Jen's great. Right now we're talking back and forth and they are asking about me as much as I'm asking about them. Uh, like, what have you been up to? What have you been up to? What how's a great going? metaphor. That thank, was really great. Thank you very much. Um, and so if that is happening, right. What is that? Is that Stanislavski? No, Cohen. Uh, I think it's Boloflosky. I don't know. Oh. It's one of those. There's some Meisner. Some Me that might be Meisner. Meisner. It might be Meisner. These are all acting people who all have different methods. I think it's Cohen. There's another one that's like I think it's Suzuki, which I also think is the name of like a like a four by four brand, maybe or an ATV brand. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but anyways, I think as long as they seem engaged. Right? Like, don't second guess it. Right? You don't have any reason to think they're not interested in talking to you. But if you do feel like either you need to go somewhere or they need to go somewhere, I think say like, hey, do you want to hang out sometime? I haven't seen you in forever. Let's make plans. Right? And if they say, yeah, are you free Tuesday? Are you free right now? Right? And if they say, yeah, we should hang out sometime. I'll reach out to you. Right? Like, it's probably time to wrap up that conversation. But the thing is, is like, 
I think as long as you are paying attention to it, because this is a thing that I catch myself doing, which is like thinking like, yes, this person seems like they like talking to me, but what if they really don't? And it's like, listen, if they seem like they like talking to you and you have no reason to think otherwise, why read into it past that? Right. right. Don't dominate too much of their time, but maybe. Maybe you- they want to talk to you. <laughs> right. Uh, this question is from Abigail. When I'm walking down campus and listening to music in my earbuds, am I allowed to sing out loud? You're allowed to do whatever you want. Yeah. I sing out loud all the time. Windows down. I was jamming out some Walk the Moon today with my windows down. It's okay. I think the thing is, is it's not about allowed. Might people look at you? Yeah, maybe. Also, I would say, how loud are you singing? Like, are you singing at, like, normal volume, or are you just, like, screaming? <laughs> like, I would say... If you wouldn't sing that loud with your headphones off, right. you probably don't want to sing that loud with your headphones but on, listen, just because of the attention you'll be gathering. You might get some weird looks if you're, like, singing at the volume I'm talking at now, but, like, they're not going to call the police on you. And And also, I would go so far as to say, they won't remember that you did that 30 minutes later. Right. Like, they're not going to go home like, you'll never believe what happened. And like, no. I think if I encountered someone who was singing with their headphones on, I'd be like, man, they're having a great time. Right? Ah, oh, they're really enjoying themselves. That's exactly what I think. Um, let's see. This is from Jennifer. Hosting a housewarming soon. My fiance doesn't drink at all. I barely do. We make no secret of this. And yet, I suspect a ton of people will show up with a bottle of wine or liquor. Suggestions on how to prevent this? It's just not a useful gift for us. I don't think that there's any real polite way to say, don't bring booze. Um, I think they're talking specifically as a housewarming gift, though. Right. But it is, that's a normal housewarming gift Mm. for adults. So, I think that what you need to do is brace yourself for the fact that you're going to get them. You don't have to open anything right away. Please, that's one of the things that people feel like, oh, if I if someone brings me a bottle of wine, do we need to drink it? No, absolutely not. Thank them for their gift and then put it away and give it to somebody else. Yeah, I would also <laughs> That's say- what I would do. Um if I got something like that that I didn't that I didn't really use, and I think I have done that. Hmm. Um you know, liquors are highly personal um as far as like oh, who likes what who yeah. likes what so if i got a i thought you were of, meeting like oh you got me a bourbon no that, who else could this be for except me i if i got a bottle of bourbon i like bourbon i would keep bourbon but if you got like a bottle of brandy uh that's not my deal yeah so i would hold on to it and save it for someone i did know liked brandy i'd just re-gift it I would also say there is a context here of how close of friends are these. Because I have friends that are close enough to me that are like, and Bob, don't bring me a bottle of wine like you did last time. And you know I don't drink, buddy. (laughs) Right? Like, I would do that. Right? But I think that because you're worried about them bringing something you won't use, there's probably enough of space there that you don't feel comfortable doing that. But I think if it's someone you're close enough that you would feel comfortable doing it, there's nothing wrong with doing that. Right. But um, you're probably from people you don't know very well going to get it. Yeah. So just smile and nod and say thanks and put it away to give it away to somebody else yeah. later. 
Um, Satchel asks, is it rude to say, no problem, of course, don't worry about it, instead of, you're welcome? This is a highly generational thing, and we've talked about this. What was that episode? Did we do it? I think it was a thank thank you. you. Thank you, welcome. Something like that. I think our first episode was thank you notes. It might have been in there. Might have been in there. Um, So it's just a generational divide, really. Um, Generations before millennials, especially, um, or Generation X, I guess I should say. Um, believe in your welcome because that's how they were taught. That's how their world revolves. And now, yeah, um, a lot of people, millennial or earlier, later, 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 millennial or later, use all of these things interchangeably. We know, we know that. It, I think that that's it. Is like the 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 old wisdom i don't mean that the former the prior wisdom prior um was that you're welcome was like you are welcome is like about is a statement about the exchange that has just happened but if someone says thank you and i say uh don't worry about it or no problem they're like no i did worry about it it was a problem like it downplays their thank you to you. Or it makes it feel like, well, if this was no problem, what is a problem? Right. Or anything like that. That's not That's, something that... I, I don't feel that way at all. <laughs> but people that of a is, certain generation feel. Yes, I think that that was, is how some people feel. Saying like, don't downplay my thank you. It's like, well, okay. Um, you are always safe to say you're welcome. It's a it's a generalized thing and you're not going to offend anyone if you say you're welcome. But if you find that yourself, you say no problem, no worries, yeah. any of that kind of stuff, that is something that a younger generation will understand. I mean, better. I say don't worry. I say no worries. I say no problem. So if you're looking to me to ask me whether it's rude or not, no. <laughs> uh, we got one last question here. This is from Cassie. If no one tells you what to wear under a cap and gown for graduation, what do you wear under a cap and gown? I would say you should wear something that you would be comfortable going out to eat in afterwards. Yeah, Because that's, that's usually what happens. I wasn't going to my college graduation. I wasn't going to like go. You weren't going to walk. I wasn't going to walk. Yeah. Um, because we had so we had a drama department like graduation that I was going to go to. But then like. Our graduating class was huge, so it was like go to the football stadium and I'll sit in a section and stand up. That's me. I don't even think we stood up individually. I think it was just by school. Um, but then my dad was like, I'm going to come. And I was like, okay, cool. So I got a cap and gown, and then I just like wore a T-shirt and jeans under it. And that was fine. I, you know, I wasn't going to take it off, and then dad and I were just going to like hang out afterwards. That was fine. But yeah. I think if you're like planning to go out to eat, or somewhere nice plan for afterwards because you probably there might be family friends there who want to talk to you see you um maybe like i said like you said take you out to dinner or something like that so plan for the activity that you are doing afterwards uh so that's gonna do it for us this is i always love doing mask spanners maybe we should start doing them more it's fun to like boom boom ba, boom ba, boom <laughs> it's like jazz you know it's about the questions you don't answer um so what what you know i don't know um <laughs> go check out all the other amazing shows at maximumfun.org um uh and then like i said my dad and i are going to be doing some D live streams um 
on Friday night and I think other nights in the weekend too. I'm not sure when. Pay attention to my Twitter and I'll tweet more about it. Uh, yeah, you what else? You can follow our Twitter at SchmannersCast and thank you for that uh, thumbnail art by Kayla M. Wassel. Um, you can join our Facebook our fan-run Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners. Gosh, there's a lot of Fs and stuff in there. Yeah. And we want to always say thank you to Keely West Photography for uh, that cover banner. Um, also, thank you to Brent, Brentel Floss Black, for our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. Uh, and I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, so join us again next time. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.